Good afternoon, everyone. We're back on another episode of Voices of Voteron with your host, Anthony Perez, and my co-host, Allison Ray. And today, we're going to be talking about mental health and the symptoms that no one talks about. So this one, I will be able to speak a lot about because in the past, uh, yeah, past year, it's been really rough for me because I was diagnosed with three mental illnesses. Um, it's anxiety, depression, and dissociation, like severe dissociation episodes, but not the disorder itself. Um, it came from a lot of different situations where it just caused like a tremendous deal of stress. It was like both my grandparents passing away and then my father's side of the family was evicted because of a crappy landlord. And it had such an effect on me that I also ended up getting kicked out of school. Luckily I'm back in, but that's kind of the background of where everything stems from. Um, I learned a lot within the past year about anxiety and depression and stuff, and I want to talk about that today because I feel like when people think of anxiety, they think of nervousness, of like scared of doing stuff, and it does have that quality to it. Obviously, it's anxiety, but there's other symptoms to it that I had to learn was anxiety that a lot of people don't talk about, and one of them is when you get anxiety and panic attacks, one thing that is thrown off balance is your digestive system. So back in the first month, I want to say, when I was first diagnosed with anxiety, um, my digestive system was completely thrown off balance. I was having GERD, which is um, like acid reflux, basically. I have never had that in my life. And all of a sudden, it just came out of thin air with my anxiety. So um, I was getting heartburn, which I had never, again, I never had in my life. And I was confusing it for heart issues, which is very common with people with GERD. And it was freaking me out, making my anxiety worse. <clears throat> I ended up going to the ER three times. And the first time I went to the doctor, she literally got the diagnosis, right? Obviously, she's a doctor. But me, I was overthinking. And I was like, no, has to be something else. I don't trust that. And <clears throat> I'm still in debt because of those hospital fees. But if I had listened to the doctor who knew way more than I did, I wouldn't have had to pay that. And um, every time I went to the doctor too, they always said the same thing, that it was acid reflux. So it was something that I had to learn because... When I thought of anxiety, I thought it was like they're scared to do stuff or they're nervous to do stuff. But anxiety manifests itself in so many different ways. And I feel like people don't know it, but anxiety manifests in you in so many ways very quickly. Like in some days, I would have a symptom and then it would be replaced by another one. And I'll forget I had the other symptom. 
of how fast it replaces itself. Um, I don't know if my host Allison has any like stories like that, but that's just one thing I had to learn. Um, yeah, I mean, I have like I have anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety. I'm just a pent up ball of anxiety for the most part. Um, especially when it comes to like having to do things like presentations or tests or like really anything that would make like a normal person nervous. It like just um I shake so much when I have to do stuff like that. It's ridiculous. And it also actually really, really upsets my stomach. Like my stomach gets so upset and so painful before I have to do like any type of like presentation or tests. But that's really the only um, thing I generally have with anxiety. It's just I get a super, super, super upset stomach. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. Um, our body has a fight or flight uh, response, which has helped us in our evolution throughout uh, the course of history. So it's not something we could really help because it's just like hardwired into us. But that same flight or, flight or fight response is the reason why we might have... Um, the need to go to the bathroom right before something that makes us anxious. So if you've ever had to like present in front of a class and you all of a sudden like needed to like relieve yourself in the bathroom, that is why. It's because of your body having this fight or flight uh, response. Um, that same response is something I wanted to also like talk about. Our body, when we feel anxious in situations, where there is literally no danger, our body takes that same fight or flight response and it makes you nervous in situations that there's no danger. So me, randomly, it usually happens in the night. I get super nervous. I get paranoid and I like scan my surroundings. It, this used to happen to me before. And I would be so anxious but there's nothing happening around me. But it's because mm -hmm. of that response that gets me so like aware of my surroundings and anything unexpected, like a sudden noise would just like start that cycle for me. It was crazy back then. Um, that used to happen to me when I was younger. Yeah. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was the uh, I'm trying to remember it was something that was like so unexpected to me and I didn't think it was anxiety but um because of all the symptoms I said I was getting earlier I was in a cycle of self-diagnosing myself and I was like really close to becoming a What's that word that people... Hypochondriac. Yes, that, that one. I was so close to becoming that. It was so bad. That was one of the reasons why I went to the ER three times. But every little, like, random pain or something that I would, like, feel in my body, like a sensation, I would always Google it. 
and I would always diagnose myself with something and it would make my anxiety skyrocket because I'm here thinking, oh my God, this random like feeling that I have in my body, oh, it's a disorder and I'm going to die soon. <laughs> and that constant reassurance of what I was getting from the hospital kept that feeding it. So this came from my grandfather because he ended up passing from a cardiac arrest. So I, after that, I was traumatized. I was like super, super aware of my heart. And I was always paying attention to it, that any sensation to it that I felt was like something I needed to worry about. And it is one of the things that anxiety can lead to because you're just so nervous about something. You just end up like overthinking it. And your mind actually makes, it tries to explain the feeling by creating those symptoms. So you yourself get yourself sick, which is what happened to me because um, back when I went to the ER the first time, I had a fever. I never got sick and I wasn't sick before the hospital. But when I got there, I had, I think what they call the psychogenic fever, which is a fever that I psychologically gave myself when I heard that I was like all right this needs to stop because what in the hell how would I give myself a fever fevers are like you know caused by infections or viruses but I'm out here giving myself one because I'm overthinking which is something that I feel should be talked about more in anxiety because again it could have some like financial repercussions on you later on. Um, what else has happened? Do you have any other stories? Um, I have a few. I personally do not. I used to have a lot of like mental health stuff, but personally, right now, like I, I'm pretty good. I got with, you know. I don't know. Something just kind of clicked in my brain once I moved from, like, high school to college. That just, like, I don't know, it made my life better, I guess. Maybe less, like, depressed and everything. But, um, mostly probably has to do with the people that I was hanging around. But, um, as I think we talked a little bit about in the last episode. I have one of my friends. Her name is Peyton. Oh, Peyton. I love Peyton. She is a mess hot mess she for some reason believes very strongly that and she's one of the most anxious people i know right she for some reason very strongly believes that if she goes to a therapist or something like that to try and like get anxiety meds and stuff that they are going to end up throwing her in a mental hospital and I don't understand why. Because her anxiety is honestly... I mean, it's really bad. It's probably one of the worst I've seen. But it's not, like... You know... Completely awful. Like, she's not in danger of herself or, like, anyone else. She's just... A very anxious person. Um, That's one thing that I think, like, a lot of people don't go get help that should... Because they're afraid of that same thing. They're afraid of, like, I'm... Baker this... acted and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Like, I'm this really unique case. Like, they're going to think I'm insane. Where therapists, it's, it's literally their job to sit and listen to people who are, like, depressed or, like, anxious. Stuff like that. Like, they've seen it before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one stigma that just kind of, like, surrounds mental health. That if you have mental health issues, you're going to end up in, like, a hospital straitjacket somewhere. Where it's really not... They're just trying to help you generally by giving you medications. I think another thing about it is um, with medications, people think that it's going to basically turn you into a robot. I uh, completely change how you are where it really doesn't. It just takes things that seem like so um, unimaginably like stressful or like hard and makes it so you can actually deal with the issues that you have at hand, if that makes sense. Like, um, my boyfriend, no. Alex, is actually on depression and anxiety meds. Um, because he's trans, his family is getting there to agreeing with it, but it's led to a lot of issues with him just overall having to go through that experience and everything like that. So he's on depression, anxiety meds. Um, and it didn't change how he acted really. It more just changed his attitude towards things and made it a lot more, a lot better. Like, he doesn't lay in bed for, like, hours on end depressed anymore. Because he's actually, you know, able to get out of his own head and see, like, oh, my life's actually going, like, good. You know what I mean? Where it makes, mm -hmm. like, things like applying for jobs and stuff like that not scary anymore. It, take, it helps take some of that anxiety away from applying for stuff like that. So he actually finally just got a job that he's going to start on, like, May 16th. And if he wasn't on anxiety meds, I honestly don't know if he would have been able to, like, go out and, like, apply and, like, get a job with how he was when I first met him. Mm -hmm. hey, um, you brought up a point I wanted to talk about, so thank you. Um, One of them is, well, two points, actually. One of them is the therapy that you mentioned that people overthink about their cases, and the other one is medication. I want to talk about the therapy first, and then the medication. So, I was one of those people that thought, if I say everything I'm experiencing, they will literally, like, send me to a mental ward. I was scared of that because of the mental stigma around the wards of, like, oh, only crazy people go there, and once you go in there, you're stuck there forever. Um... So I was terrified of that and I didn't want to say everything, but because of me not saying everything, I was hindering my progress in therapy because I wasn't resolving some issues. So I told my therapist of my third illness that I told you guys I had, which was the dissociation and stuff. Super crazy because um, when you dissociate, it gets you so weird and like scared because it literally makes you feel like your body is not your own and it's just like a very weird feeling and when I told my therapist that I thought like oh this is so like never before seen but when I asked my therapist like another thing I was self-diagnosing was schizophrenia which I also told her about um I told her like oh I'm having fears of schizophrenia like I think I'm really bad and I don't want to go to like one of those mental wards or whatever and she 
she looked at me dead in the eye and told me, you do not have any of this. I have treated all these patients before. You don't have a single symptom from them. That, like me already learning the lessons of trusting the doctors, I trusted her. And I asked her for her experience. And she said that she was in the lead, she was the lead of like a psychological unit. She graduated from multiple colleges for multiple degrees and she literally has them in the wall like she's had experience and she told me that like it what I had was very treatable so it had it like had a positive impact on my hopes that I would get better one day which I have thankfully for her and if you have the resources to go to therapy but you're scared because of that Please, please, please go because I promise you, you might feel it's a unique case, but they have seen all of this before and probably worse. Like, you should be getting that help that you deserve. And so, if you have the resources, please go. Um, I know it's hard, but trust me, it's going to be worth it because it really does get better. Um, something I wanted to, like bring up for that previous point was medication. A lot of people, including myself, that I, I had this fear, they are scared of getting addicted to the medications because some people for anxiety or ADHD get, um, they get uh, prescribed Adderall and a lot of people are scared of Adderall because they say it's like a highly addictive drug or whatever. But I feel like people tend to not really, like, realize the difference between an addiction and, I for lack of a better word, a dependence. I'm not talking about, like, a bad dependence, like, your body goes through withdrawals and all that. But I'm talking about, like, we need it to really, like, function well. Addiction, honestly you overuse and you abuse the substance or whatever it is that you're like addicted on. But when you're dependent on something, you need it to actually like work and function. Me, for example, I'm dependent on my glasses to see. If I don't have my glasses, I cannot see a damn thing. I can't function in life without my glasses. I need the eyesight, obviously. Some people are like that with medication. They don't have the exact like they can't function executively without their medication and I feel like people give that dependence a negative connotation when in reality it's just like something that they need to really like function in life um yeah like we have a oh sorry oh sorry uh, we have a friend, oh. a mutual friend right now. Um, I'm not going to say their name, but um, we, me and Guy have a mutual friend right now that's on, that is supposed to be taking medicine for their mental health, um, but is like terrified that they don't want to become like dependent or addicted to it. Like they don't want to have to basically continually take it like after they think they're okay. You know what I mean? So... I guess, um, what would you have to say to those kind of people, Guy? 
because you obviously have a lot more, um, I guess, experience with mental health than I do and medications and stuff like that. I've never been on any of them, so I don't really know. But for people who I, are, like, afraid to be quote-unquote dependent on it. I was scared at first because when I first was prescribed medication for my anxiety, it was boosterone. And it was only five milligrams. But I was deathly scared because I thought I was going to be addicted and it was just going to be like a road to addiction that I just did not want to go through, obviously. But it's five milligrams of boosterone. That's not really going to do anything. And a lot of people forget that the doctor itself is prescribing you that medication. They know your needs. And as long as you stay on that um, like prescription level, you will be fine, I think. You should trust your doctors more, I think, because with anxiety, you do tend to be your own doctor and your own research kind of leads you to worsening your symptoms and your situation. For the people that are scared like that, I was scared like that. I wanted to do this Without medication, that was my choice. I didn't have to. I wanted to, like, do it all by myself, I guess. Um, this is not me, like, talking bad about people with medication. If it worked for you, amazing. Happy for you. I just, myself, wanted to do it without it. Um, but for those people that uh, are scared of medication, I would tell them, like, give it a try because it really can be that factor that you needed to like really improve. I have seen multiple stories on Twitter where like, let's say someone with an, with a ADHD, they couldn't function very before, but because they got medication and they tried it out, they give their stories of like, Oh, this is how like people without ADHD think. Um, this is, it's like a new stage in life where you can actually like function. And that might be the case for some people who are too scared to try medication. And that's just a stigma that I wish we could like remove from society because addiction is like so like highlighted as like a really bad thing. But Obviously it is, but people don't really have control when they're addicted because that itself is an illness, which people don't seem to understand. But as long as you are on the prescription that your doctor gave you, I do believe you will be fine. Um, I will have to give a warning though when I was prescribed the boosterone, my doctor did say that symptoms might get worse before they get better. It's because your body's mm -hmm. like getting new to this like chemical in your brain that either your brain wasn't uh, producing enough. So it's trying to adjust to that. So it might make your symptoms worse and then it gets better. But sometimes if the medication isn't for you, I've heard that the symptom, this medication makes your symptoms worse. 
without like the improvement. So it's really just like a trial and error type of thing, which is something that I didn't want to go through, which is another reason why I chose to not get medicated. Um, we've talked about the therapy, we've talked about, oh, sorry, one last thing about the therapy. If you feel like your therapist isn't the right one for you, I would recommend changing because the therapist needs to not be tailored to you, but they need to be specialized in what you have. Because if you have, uh, let's say, like, anxiety, but you go to, like, a schizophrenia doctor, they're not going to help you as much as a doctor specifically trained and studied in anxiety will help you with um yeah for example like alex had to go to gender uh dys dysmorphia yeah doctor rather yeah. than one for like anxiety or depression because that was where his anxiety and depression basically was from mm -hmm. which because he was I mean, living in the wrong body for 20 plus years Oh, yeah, like, there's also different kinds of anxiety. Like, you just have anxiety from, like, your family. So you might have to go to, like, a family counselor type of person. Um, your treatment and your path to, be like, getting better should specifically be tailored to you and your needs. And if your, therapy, your therapist doesn't match that, I would 100% recommend switching over. At first, my therapist is a therapist that uses energy to make you feel better. Um, I feel like it's like a placebo effect. I'm not going to lie, but it's helped. So I'm still with her. Um, the reason why is because whenever she tells... She, when she does the accession, she tells me that she instructs me to close my eyes, empty my mind, and like feel this energy coming from her that she's sending me. But when I do that, because I feel like it's a placebo, I it gets me in a state of mind where I could really think about everything that's stressing me and work through that by myself. Which I like because in my house, I don't really get like a moment of silence. Everyone is yelling. I'm in a Hispanic household, so. <laughs> yeah, if they you're do Hispanic, yell. <laughs> you know, they're always yelling, always arguing. I never have that silence to myself. And if you have the silence and the space for it, 100%, please meditate. It is very cliche but it's cliche for a reason and it is because it is effective and it works i remember the second time i did that session i felt enlightened it gave me like a super clear mind and i was literally in my head i couldn't feel my body like i was just like a space in my head from how empty it was and clear so i was able to picture anything that stressed me out very clearly and I kind of just like faced it and when I got out of therapy it felt like I was a new person 
Like, that's how insane that experience was. Ever since then, I was like, meditation really is, like, one of the best methods to deal with what you're doing. You shoot meditation class at your college. I'm not sure we have those. We have. I, I would have to check. If, if, why, well, you have them, I'm sure you're yourself, but yeah. Um... Another little thing that I wanted to touch on was people think that, like, therapists and stuff like that are outrageously expensive or that you have to go to a therapist to get medication for anxiety and depression, which isn't correct. It's not 100% of the time. Um, Your general doctor can actually prescribe you medicine Mm -hmm. for... Exactly. That's how I got mine. My general physician prescribed me the boost round that I was mentioning earlier in this in the podcast. So yeah. And then there are like cheaper ways to do therapy as well. I think Alex is I don't think that they took insurance and it was only like a hundred dollars a session. Which is not horrible. You only did one once a month, so it's a hundred bucks a month. Which I mean you Minimum wage, yeah, it depends, but it's not completely awful. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, the price thing, I do, I would have to disagree. I do think it's a bit pricey because my therapist session was 70 at first without a deductible, but it was 70 every session. And my anxiety was so bad, she was thinking I would have to go twice a week so that is 140 every week and i've been going like around every month on average since i was first diagnosed so when you do that 140 times uh four and then times another 12 for each month it adds up to thousands of dollars in just therapy so I do see where people see that it is expensive. I'm lucky because I do have insurance. That is a privilege that I have. Some people don't have that privilege. So they might they might not even make as much as I do, which isn't a lot either. But people where they don't have that privilege of insurance or good pay, or they might they might even be like a child or not of age to have money and they need the therapy but because the mental health stigma in society that we have, their parents don't believe in that. So they might not even have like that support system to take them to therapy in the first place. Um, yeah, that was, it was $70 I do think. Luckily now it's gone down to 14 because of how much I've been going. So for me, therapy is not expensive, but I do understand and I could see other situations why there is to be. Yeah, I can see if you have to go a lot. Like I said, Alex was only going like once a month, so yeah, it wasn't that bad. And it was like an online thing. So because of COVID, but yeah. I can see if you have to go like, mul- if you're supposed to go like multiple times a week, yeah, that would get expensive. Yeah, no. That's how no, my uh, physical no. therapy was. Yeah. 
Um, and my insurance didn't cover that, but that's another story. <laughs> oh, insurance is a scam. Fine. I feel like I'm missing something. I know. You were going to talk about your mom. Hmm? Were you going to talk about your mom? Mm. Before I interrupted you, before you were going to say something about her, so I didn't know if that maybe was what you were thinking. I feel like what I was going to say was like the older generation and the mental health beliefs that they all share. Not all share, but you know, like in general. Majority. Yeah. Um, when I look at my mother and father and just family in general, I realize this in like the first month of therapy, I told them like, wow, you guys are holding so much trauma in you. But you guys don't want to go to therapy because you guys think, oh, everyone goes through it. Or someone has to have it worse. Therefore, I should be fine. That is so toxic for you. And I wish they would go to therapy because I genuinely do believe that they need it, especially my father. Um... If you're one of those people in, like, the older generation that believe mental health isn't, like, as important, I feel like they should be educated as to why it is, because your mental health manifests into your physical health. Because depression keeps you inside your house, same as anxiety where you're too scared to leave the house which is agoraphobia in some cases but you since you're always in the house and you're always in bed and you're always sleeping your vitamin levels especially vitamin d they diminish and it leads into other symptoms me the first month of my anxiety i was so sad that I was always in my room. And for a good month, I would only leave my dorm room to get the food that I ordered. So I was gaining a lot of weight because I was doing no exercise and I was just eating random crap. My vitamin levels were going down because I wasn't going outside and you know, getting that little bit of vitamin D that I get from the Florida sun. And I was so lonely in my own room after, you know, being social and stuff. So because of those mental symptoms that I got from depression manifested itself physically. And about a month after that I was originally diagnosed, um, I actually was losing the ability to speak well. So I don't know if you remember, Ali, but there was times mm-hmm. I would join and I would stutter so much and it, it, it led into me self-diagnosing thinking I was going to have a stroke because of my speech pattern. I never once had a speech issue. And now that I went to... There was this one day I remember. The first day it happened, I went to the cafeteria 
And it took me forever to get a sentence out because I never interacted with anyone for that one month that my speaking was affected by it. And it also had an aspect of like social anxiety because I wasn't in social situations for a whole month. So it's just like a cause and effect type of thing that anxiety does. And I really wish people knew more about that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, stuttering sucks. Let me tell you what. I stutter. I have some speech problems. So I actually do stutter normally, not because of anxiety. And yeah, it's not it's not a fun time when it happens. It's like painful almost. But yeah, I think that was about all I had to say about mental health. Do you have anything else to add, Guy? Mm, I think that's really it for the most part. I think I've talked about a lot of the symptoms that people don't really talk about per se. If you are listening to this and you have mental health and you are too scared to go to therapy or something like that for one of the reasons we mentioned, please go. It will help your life if you're able to. Please go. It'll help your life tremendously. Trust Mm us. It really will. Um, Also, subscribe to us, follow us, give us five stars wherever you're listening. It helps us out a lot being able to continue to make these episodes for you and all that fun stuff. Uh, Guy, do you know what we're doing next week? Um, it was actually the idea that you had about that one game that you were talking about. Okay, so we are going to kind of be playing a game next week a little bit. Um, it's called The Trolley Problem, where it basically asks you a bunch of um, different situations where you have to do one thing or another that has to do with like the basic trolley problem of you know there's five people on the track um that the train's gonna hit versus if you pull the lever, it'll only hit one person which one do you do do you let fate take over or do you intervene to save five people versus a one and it's just a bunch of kind of different variations on different like philosoph- philosophy um questions and stuff like that so we'll be yeah. playing that next week um, and you'll see some of our thoughts on philosophy then. So that'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, come back for that.